York City, there are eight million people, each with their own love story. After dinner, okay. A Christmas wedding will be perfect. It's a lot for me. I'm sorry your family's gone, but I'm trying to throw the wedding of the century for you and David. Yeah, well, it just seems to be more about you than us. Excuse me. Jen, where are you going? I'm going for a run. Oh, my God. Are you okay? It's a stolen car. That's why he ran. Don't worry about him. Let me just walk with you for a little bit. It's kind of late for you to be running around these streets alone. I just have a really hard time around Christmas. Do you want to talk about it? Nope. Girl, no judgment here. Okay. My dad passed, and the best friend died when I was younger. I understand. My name is Osriel Gabson, and I'm your guardian angel. And when you wake up tomorrow, you will see endless possibilities. You're still in bed? Jenny? Gabby? Gabrielle died over 20 years ago. Here, in this alternate world, her and others are alive. Coffee? I've brought you here to see what could have been. For their true first love. Remember this picture? You have 48 hours. Living your truth. You've always been my constant. You've always been Gabby and Jimmy. How about this night to end? You'll always have tomorrow. I'm gonna give you the power to make one final choice. One choice. Jennifer, come. I love you. Jennifer. My constant. Love deeply. Love deeply. Trust your heart. Trust your heart. Love is love. Is there any doubt in your mind? Are you proud of me? How I turned out? Yes. You be brave. Be brave. Your heart, it'll lead the way. Would you like to start over? Welcome back to another stocking stuffer, number two. On this episode, as you just heard the trailer, we've got a very special film, a very lots of things film, and I can't talk about this myself. I'm not equipped to handle the complexities of a New York Christmas wedding, so I brought in the big guns, my good luck charm, and I'll explain that in a minute, Uh, but with me today is none other than the one, the only Fozzie Bear. Do you think I am equipped to talk about this movie? I love how much faith you have. Between the two of us, um, plus think we can pull it out. You have another person living with you and three three animals. Mm-hmm. I have another person living with me and 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 four animals. So I feel like there's a lot of brains that maybe if we mix them together, we'll get something here. <laughs> Our powers combined, <laughs> maybe. Perhaps, perhaps. Uh, how have you been, dear Fozzie? I'm fantastic getting in the Christmas mode. Oh, yes. I've been decorating like crazy. Mm. My The greatest investment I've ever made were these tiny Santa hats I bought from Amazon. And so I've gone around the apartment, and any picture that has a person in it, I've put a little nice. Santa hat on Very them. Nice. So, and there's Santa hats on my wine bottles, yes. on just random things throughout the house, and in addition to all the other decorations. Uh, our poster from when we hosted a show together. Oh, remember at Indian Road Cafe? I do. Yeah. There are little Santa hats on us, Very too, nice. right now. I'm, I'm looking at it now. Now, do you make a spreadsheet to list out all the different places you have put the hats? Or do you trust your memory? Or do you kind of hope that you missed it and that, like, come March, you're going to see a Santa hat on a picture and be like, oh, isn't that fun? 
no, I am. I don't make a spreadsheet, but I will say mm-hmm. that I am fastidious about decorations coming down no later than January 2nd. Ooh. Everything has to be cleaned outside, oh, no. inside. No, no. I get annoyed when there are Christmas decorations up beyond that. Oh. So because you're, you're be not gone. Italian, so you don't have like the whole little Christmas thing where no. it's like supposed to be January 6th. Or if you're Russian, Christmas really isn't until like January 8th. So I mean, respect other cultures. Jason. I get it, That's all I'm and I've gone to an Italian like what is it, twelve fishes? I've something. I'm, I'm some Italian, amount. but not that Italian. Okay, it's some amount of fishes. I've gone to a dinner like that, which was amazing. So I understand it, but that's not me. I'm mm. very Midwestern, very repressed. <laughs> but <laughs> yet don't... you decorate in November. Yeah, well, this year normally I don't. Normally I wait till the okay. day after Thanksgiving, which we're doing the outside this weekend, but just this year you know what does it matter does time matter That's fair. no 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 hey i know people that like we're putting up christmas decorations in july normally i'm that person that's like no honor the honor the beauty of halloween right and then do thanksgiving and then do christmas but this year like no i'm, I'm not man whatever makes you happy you and know? i'm working from home now so mm. i wanted some beautiful things nice. around me I like some that. like joy all the time sure uh much like today's movie yeah a, a new york christmas wedding so we're going to talk about a lot with this. Um, the reason I'm calling you my good luck charm is the last two years that you have come on for a stocking stuffer have been like the surprise best movie of the year. Yeah. Right? Two years ago, we covered The Truth About Christmas, which was a freeform movie that was genuinely funny and a delight. Yep. And last year, we covered Holly's Holiday, which I... Oh, I, yeah. I forgot what last year's mm-hmm. was. That was so much the fun. The mannequin one. The one about mannequins coming to life. And it was yes. really funny and clever and like sharp witted and all of that. So I'm like, well, if I pick, if I bring you on, we pick up, like, I know that we'll, you know, the movie will be great. Um, This movie was something. It was something. All right. Yeah. I could not wrap my mind around it. So much going on. And so we'll definitely have to dig into it because I'm of two minds of this movie. See, Multiple minds. So on many this movie. minds. So many minds. Um, I mean, much like our character who lives in two different timelines, right? Oh, that's a good point. I am two people mm-hmm. sliding doors over here. Yeah. So let me give a quick synopsis of the movie, and then we'll we'll dig in. So this is, uh, and this this movie, as much as it is very non-traditional in a lot of aspects, it is traditional in that this is a what if, let me go back in time and see a different different reality Christmas movie, which we get at least like three of every year, right? Lifetime always shoots these out. Right. Hallmark does like this. We, this isn't the story itself. Isn't that original? In this case, our lead is Jennifer, who is has left the world of finance to become a veterinary assistant. Don't worry, because we that's only mentioned in the first scene and then never mentioned again. Um, she is engaged to a man who comes from a lot of money. Uh, she's nervous about the wedding. She has all these like hangups about Christmas because her mother died around the holidays and her, her and her best friend like broke up as best friends around the holidays. And then later her friend died and we'll get into that. Um, but basically one night she is going, she goes out for a run and, uh, sees a man get hit by a car and helps him. And the man turns out to be her guardian angel. Mm-hmm. Who says to her, um, hey, I'm going to give you a chance to see life if you if some things were different. And then she wakes up and she is living with her best friend that she broke up with as a, as a friend years earlier. Only they're a couple. They're in love. They're getting married. 
Um, they're very Catholic, and there's a whole drama thing about the Catholic Church honoring their marriage. Uh, also, in this reality, her dad is alive, and the other one, he's not. Right. So, like, life is great. She's like, oh, maybe this is what I'm supposed to be. And then, he, then the angel said, comes back and says, um, okay, so I got to bring you back. Wait, no, I don't, but I will die. <laughs> And this is great. We will get into this this guardian angel. I have so much to say. Um, I have like, one correction. It's not just a guardian angel. It's a guardian gay hipster angel. Oh, guardian it's gay hipster angel. very specific. You're right. You're right. Well, we're, I wasn't going to let that go, Jason. Don't worry. But yes, so her, her gay guardian a- hipster angel is like, girl, and I do mean that because that's what he calls her. Um, yeah. You can stay. You can like make a different choice, but I'm going to die. But it's totally okay. But, like, I am going to die. But it's fine. Like, you should do it. (laughs) So she does. And she lives happily ever after. She gets to go back in time and not tell her friend, I don't want to be friends with you. Instead, tell her friend, by the way, I'm a lesbian. I love you. And her friend's like, yeah, I am too. Great. Which is good because then the friend doesn't have sex with a, like, jerky Italian queens guy and get pregnant. And then get sent to a place for young women who are pregnant but don't want abortions to have a stillborn baby and then get hit by a car and die. (laughs) Did you get all we, that, people? This is the rest of the movie. told you a lot happens. <laughs> and it is your typical 90 minutes. Um, this is written and directed by, I apologize, I, I do not know how to say his name. Um, I'm going to guess it is Ot- Otaha Abbott. Otoha Abbott. Uh, okay. He is also in the movie. He plays her fiancé, her male fiancé. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, I mean, good-looking man. Um, yeah. You know, fa- fairly young. Uh, this is, I think, his first film first full-length film and there is much to be said um i have talked about this i mean every year i've talked about it how ridiculous it was that i didn't expect hallmark to like accept that they were going to do a gay movie this year they are but not like they're doing it like i was like hey we have characters in our movie who are gay they're not still not doing like a full-out romance yeah they're acknowledging that gay people exist yeah for you yes finally only took you how long but i kept saying last year how did hallmark hulu lifetime how did they not jump on it and say oh yeah well we have a gay movie like right they make these movies so quickly it would have been very easy to do and and like we know that lifetime like understands like, that it's okay to be gay like they've had gay characters in movies before and right. it was it was insane to me that they didn't just like throw it in your face and say oh yeah look what we did and they have these scripts just waiting to be turned yeah. out they have hundreds of them around just change it would you know, be so Holly's easy name to so Hank. easy and i remember reading i think i posted it last year there was a really interesting interview with two writers it was a writing team they were two women who wrote a bunch of these movies and they said like they learned a long time ago not to try to push anything because it just gets ignored like mm. that they would put in like this ca- this this character is black or this character is asian and like it just didn't matter because anytime they did it like it just would they, like and they would be told like don't don't do that just just write it just say she's pretty and we'll cast a white woman like that's basically what they do right. but it, i mean again but like all you had to do was change out one thing and you would have a gay christmas movie but so this movie i am guessing because this is a mar vista production mm-hmm. and mar vista i think is i call them the asylum of the hallmark genre because they make very cheap versions of these movies and i think a lot of them are acquired i think it's a lot of independent filmmakers making these movies and selling them to uh-huh. mar vista and everything else so this i don't think was made for netflix and if you don't believe me watch something like the, the princess switch 
or Christmas Prince and see sure. the budget difference. Those movies have a sheen to them. They look like Hallmark movies, but even more more money behind them. Whereas this one, like, no, it looks like an independent film filmed in New York City. And it is filmed in New York City. It is, which is shocking. Yeah. But yeah. Cool. Um, and this, and fun fact, um, I'm watching this. I'm like, I know that guy. There is actually an act, and this is true of like, you watch enough New York movies and you live around actors that you oh. do know people. And the guy who hits the gay hipster guardian angel with his car, um, that is my brother's old roommate and good friend oh. Walker. Weird. <laughs> exactly. I so, love that happens. Right? Um, so, I mean, there's, there, so respect to this movie. Um, the question I have before we get into all the different details of does it hit the tropes and what are the bonus rounds? How good or bad do you think this movie is? Do you think it's secretly like, because I feel like even the fact that it's called a New York Christmas wedding is such a weird title for this movie, mm-hmm. but it's the right title for a Christmas movie. Because sure, it, hit, sure. it hits all the beats. Like, right, New York, Christmas, wedding. All of these things you put together in a blender and you have a Christmas movie. <laughs> right. But that is so, does not apply at all to this movie. Yeah, and let me tell you, th- this is part of the reason why I'm of two minds. Because when I was watching this movie, I remember the reaction I had watching the movie where I'm like, this sucks. It just sucks. Everything about it's bad. Music's bad. Acting's bad. This is bad. This is bad. However... Uh, I, I caught myself coming in and out. There were parts yeah. that I really liked that actually made me tear up. Yeah. And then when the movie was finished, looking back, not even a half hour later, I was like, that was really cute. I think I really liked that movie. And I, I think part of the reason is it was so technically poorly made. Yeah. Like, oh, there, there's shaky cameras. Like, you, there, there are a couple <laughs> scenes where you can tell somebody bumps the cameraman. Yes. And they just keep rolling. Yep, yep. And, and there are scenes where it's lacking music, where there should be music, but then there are other scenes where there's too much music where you com- almost can't hear somebody. So just technically it was bad, but when I'm not actually viewing those things and I'm just concentrating on the story and what happened, I really liked it. Like, you have to really respect the sentiment of it. Sure. Which I think was was genuine, was I want to tell a a love story and I want I want it to be gay themed I want it to be about two women who are in love who are right for each other about one woman who kind of overcomes some of her insecurities about that and also I want to make a big deal about the Catholic Church involved in this sure and like that's ballsy for a movie like this and it's like and yeah like it, it you know what it makes me think of it makes me think of on like on Drag Race when you have like a Chi Chi Devane or a drag queen that's like kind of messy kind of um like not polished but like the, her heart's in the right place and she sure. has something like that's kind of what i feel like about this movie that is the perfect analogy for yeah. the situation it is the chi chi devane of, you of could have gone a long movies. a lot of ways with that but i'm glad you chose drag race and chi chi it's fitting it's fitting oh yeah uh, so let's get into the tropes of it, see where they fit, because I think that also opens up quite a bit. Sure. Um, our lead in need of a lesson, in this case, Jennifer. Uh, t- talk to me about what you thought about Jennifer, played by Naya Fairweather. Yeah, I didn't think she was great. I She's think very she pretty. Actress. Beautiful, beautiful yes. woman. Um, but a middling actress, not yeah. bad, not not great, just an actress. She's doing her thing, taking direction, hitting her mark. That's all I can expect yeah. from this film. So she's fine. 
Now, interesting about, um, you know, I always refer to this as the lead in need of a lesson. And usually it's a, you know, career woman who has to learn about Christmas and all that. And in this case, again, like the first scene, there's a big thing about, oh, yeah, you left the world of finance to become a a vet tech, I guess. Yeah. And never again in the movie does that come up. Right. Oh, speaking of that, within five minutes of this movie, a dog dies on screen. I forgot about the dead dog. Yeah. Yeah. I should have hit doesthedogdie.com because that was disturbing. Yeah, it's... The, way, the way they filmed it is heavy. It's like they're injecting this dog with death serum. Oh, yeah. Well, and they and... are. I mean, they're putting the dog to sleep and she's like too emotional about it. Yeah. And like this dog acting is great. Oh, it's it really actor. looks like this dog. It's a very sweet dog. Yeah. But it looks like this dog is dying and I wasn't entirely sure they didn't just kill a dog for this movie. <laughs> It really might have been like, because filming in a vet's office, I didn't even think about that. Like, that's not easy to do. Right? So it may have really have been like, hey, are you putting a dog to sleep in the next, like, week? Because like, it would really yeah. help. <laughs> that disturbed me. So that was a bad way to start. That really tainted the rest of the movie. But then there's it. a cute dog later. So, yes. you know, we do get a, a schnauzer mix. Uh, you know, that's pleasant. <laughs> and yeah. it's not dead that we can see. Yeah. I guess it balances out dead dog and a live dog. Yeah, so yeah. So we're even. dog wise and as far as the lesson i don't really think that applies do you well i mean i think she did need to learn something like she needed to learn that she is a lesbian right and that um you know i don't know if she did though because i see her as bisexual because yes you're right you're right she's very bisexual and even when she goes to meet denny Dillon later in the movie and she's with her husband in this other timeline. She was like, this is this woman that I was in love with. And the guy is just like, oh, okay. So I think it's yeah, obvious. Yeah, you're right. He knows. He's not freaked out by it. You're right. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think she has to come to terms with her sexuality. I think she just is bisexual. And I think that she would have been fine had she not learned this lesson. There was nothing about this affecting well, her no, life. No, but she's really, like, not happy. It's Okay, so um, I'm only halfway through Bly Manor, uh, The Haunting of Bly no. Manor. But I did just get to the episode where... Um, See, it's episode four, I think. So if you haven't watched episode four, you know, skip a few beats. But where you find out that... Um, uh, Victoria Pedretti, I can't remember the character's name suddenly, Danny, that she was kind of in a very similar situation of about to marry a man and kind of un- like she just didn't want oh. to. And in this case, I mean, Jennifer is not happy to get married to this guy. And it's presented as, oh, it's because her, his mother is very overbearing. He comes from money. She doesn't. This is a weird fit. But is it also that also because is it because she never got over her first love? Is it that because deep down she doesn't really want to marry a man or is it just this man or what? I don't know. Yeah, I I didn't see it as as part of her sexuality. Mm-hmm. I just saw and I really just believed that it was because of the awful mother. Had that sure. Yeah, had that not been a factor, I think they would have been much happier. I think they were from different parts of the world. Like, she was from the Bronx, right? She was from Queens. Queens. Yeah, but it was also, like, at one point, like, they go to Queens, and he's like, I didn't know you were from Queens. What? Have you never asked your fiancé a question? That's a good point. But, wait, did he... Do you not know she was from Queens, or had he just... He kind of said something to the effect of, like, oh, you never talk about it, or, like, I didn't realize this is where you grew up. Like, and also as if Queens is, you know, I don't know, um... What is, what is the, the most derelict world you can think of? Like, no, Queens is fine. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's it's fine. And there, there's some, 
it's not Manhattan. <laughs> it's in See, but like, there's, it's not the Bronx either. Like, and exactly. I mean, look, look, like I lived in the Bronx and I work in the Bronx. Like, but there's like, I feel like there's no neighborhood in Queens that's like, oh man, Queens. Like, no, not really. Uh, lived in Manhattan his whole life. He's been to Queens. You've flown yeah, one, yeah. on a jam. He went to a Met game. Trust me. Yeah, he went to the Hall exactly. of Science at some point in his life. Uh, all right, so let's I don't let's. Think it was a blessing, but we can disagree on that. That's fair. That's fair. Number three is our bland love interest. Um, no. Right. I I'd agree. We have a we have a bland love interest, but who is it not the actual love? Because I mean, her fiance at the beginning is bland. We know nothing about him other sure. than he is very tall and his mother is overbearing. But yeah, her real love him. interest. Yes. Who, by the way, how is that not, and I'm not going to pretend like I knew this person's name. I had to look it up. But Alana Ubach, is that how you say it? Ad- she Adriana DeMeo? No, no, no. Alana Al- U- Ubach, U-B-A-C-H. She was the, um, in the Brady Bunch movie, she was Jan- uh, Marsha's friend, the lesbian. Oh, um, I know who you mean. Yeah, for also in... Um... Oh, she was also in Legally Blonde and... Yes. Yes. And uh, not Tiptoes, but that the Tiptoes director's other movie, Freeway. She's in Freeway. Oh, Freeway, yes. yes. This actress looks so much like her. I kept thinking it was <gasps> her, like that. a younger yeah. version, but it's not. It looks almost exactly like her. Yeah, Adriana DeMeo, I guess, is uh Oh, that's the, the actress. actress in the movie. Yeah. Okay, yeah, she was great. Yeah, I liked her a lot. Um, I, I thought, and it was, I'm like, no, she's actually giving a good, like, a genuine performance. And also, like... Okay, I, I am not a lesbian, but I am so used to movies, movies, not even movies like this, because there really aren't movies like this, but movies um, that are made for broader audiences but have lesbians in them going the very, like, lipstick lesbian route. Sure. And I and she's not. Like, I really like that. If I, if I met her, I would probably figure out, guess, like, I bet she's a lesbian. Like, but it, yeah. but it's not over the top. Like, it's just like, no, this woman seems exactly right and comfortable and as she should be for this part. Yep, I know a hundred lesbians like her. Yeah. Sensible haircut, nice <laughs> jackets. Yep. Uh, conducting choirs. Very yes. Catholic. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll, we'll get to the Catholicism in a little bit because we can't let that go. Um, no. And then the next thing we've got is uh, the because oh yeah and it what, what's fitting too is that I feel like Gabby is not bland whereas Jennifer is so the love interest to an extent one could say is kind of bland. oh interesting right, okay right. I'll allow it uh, next is the montage do you remember uh, now I take copious notes so don't worry if you don't but did you remember any montages and do, I didn't and do you want to guess how many montages I counted. Oh, really? I cannot think of one, but I I know this has to be a trick question, so I'm going to guess three. Uh, Multiply that by two. Really? There were six? I counted six. So the opening credits are to a trying on clothes montage. I can't believe you didn't clock that one. Oh, I didn't. You You know, to be fair, I was working while I watched this. Irresponsible of you. I know. I'm very sorry. So I did miss parts of it. Trying on clothes montage, Jason how the well, i'm gonna mm-hmm. have to go back and watch mm-hmm. it you know that's one of my favorite things of course it is because you're a human being with good taste it's in my top three mm-hmm. it's the clothes trying on montage the bloopers at the end and then something big and scary laying on an autopsy table those are the three mm-hmm. things i want in every movie i get that i also want a coroner eating a sandwich yes an and autopsy. then walking fatly down a hallway oh, always, yes always. um so the second montage is uh 
Jennifer trying to make herself at home in Queens. So it's another clothes montage. There's actually two clothes montages. Oh. So once Jennifer is like wakes up in Queens and she's like, I belong here. Here's my dog. And she's like trying to get like used to where she is and she keeps putting on different clothing, which I get. Oh. Like I would probably do that too. Yeah. I, you know, I'm always taken aback by, uh, well, I don't know if that's the right phrase, but these movies where they like are transported into an alternate universe or they wake up married to somebody else. And there's that initial like, moment where they're just all fucked up and they just don't know what's going on and they're like whose dog is this why am i in this bed who are you you know and then their, their partner is just like do you need water what's wrong with you today you're acting weird today you never act like this any of the other times we've been married for 12 years you're acting very strange this very moment well how else would you act if, if eddie woke up tomorrow and was like i don't know you what is going on? Who am I? Who are you? Where are we? I wouldn't be flippant and casual about that. Everybody in the movie yeah, seems right, like actually. they're just like, oh, you must be dehydrated. You're acting a little weird. If Eddie was like, I've never seen you before in my life. This isn't my house. I'd be like, holy shit. I'm calling 911. We're taking you to the doctor. We're going to get you a PET scan right away. Something's okay. going on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play. I'm going to play the woman card here right now. Because you're, as you're saying this, I'm like, you're right. If if I woke up tomorrow and my husband looked at me and said, who are you? I would do that. I would say, okay, here's, let's go through our wedding album, our, our wedding pictures on Facebook. Uh, let's, like, here, I'm going to pull up pictures. We're going to talk this through. Well, let's go to a doctor. I'm going to take care of you. Yeah. If I woke up that way tomorrow, I don't think my husband would, would not do that. But I feel like I would expect to be treated as if I was crazy because I'm a woman and when we act like that it's often chalked up to like oh you must be you know it must be one of those weeks Hmm. you know what I mean like at work if I'm if I'm like I always have to very much temper myself because if I do get angry and my voice gets raised I instantly hear like that turn off to somebody of like Oh, like it's like they get less ready to like defend themselves or fight, and it's almost like they relax because they're like, "Oh, you're just angry today." Uh, so I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I on, be- on behalf of men, can I just apologize for everything? Oh, I'm so of sorry. Of course you can. All, feel... all is forgiven. We are equal. We'll get paid equally. It's all good. Okay, good. That just sounds horrible. I'm so sorry you have to go through that. (laughs) Uh, A few more montages. Uh, The dinner scene where she is, quote unquote, eating with her dad and the camera Mm -hmm. just keeps like moving back and forth between everybody without sound. It's just them like mouthing, talking. Uh, At the wedding, we have dancing. We have a lot of dancing I remember that, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, There is narration of what, oh, oh, when uh, the gay guardian angel hipster angel um, is telling Jennifer about what really happened to Gabby, it's done in this very art student film way where it's like black and white. He's narrating Uh, and there's this thing. Uh, And then the end credits have a bunch of like, and it's not done as like, it seems like it's outtakes, but not outtakes. So it's like, they're still in character, but it's a bunch of scenes we didn't see in the movie of them, like, with the dog, of them eating again. Not yeah. eating, like, that whole thing. So, okay. yeah, six. Six of them. Wow. Yeah. Congratulations, movie. I know. I don't even think that's going to be the most this year. I'm telling you, these movies have upped their montages. There's, it's just an, it's such an easy way to get some time in. Um, yeah. Dead parents? Yes. You think? Yeah, a lot of them. Yeah, I mean, technically even more than you think. 
<laughs> right? Because the first line of the movie is basically Gabby, uh, not Gabby, Jennifer calling Gabby and being like, why aren't you coming over? You promised me after my mom died that you would always come over. Yeah. So there's that. I hope you don't die, and I hope my father doesn't die. <laughs> and then in Jennifer Reality 1, her father is dead. And right. Gabby is dead after Gabby became a mother. So technically, dead parent. And is, I forget, is her potential, or her fiancé, her male fiancé, is his dad around? I, I don't think so, based on the mother being at dinner alone and being very yeah. intense. But yeah. So I think that's another one. No, why not? Yeah. Throw him on the fire. We got more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Boy, number six is our... Okay, here we go. Here we go. Six is our sassy sidekick. Um, well, I guess that's the gay, that gay hipster it, guardian angel, it's our right? It's gay hipster guardian angel. People out there listening, you you can't really appreciate this performance and this character unless you watch this movie. It is everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, okay, let me tell you all the favorite, the things I loved about this. Okay. Is first, um, when we meet him, after he's been hit by a car by my brother's friend, um, he he is like, immediately, he bonds with Jennifer, and without missing a beat, refers to her as girl, and just, mm-hmm. just constantly like, girl, 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 which is a little weird to do as a white person to a black person that you have just met. <laughs> right. 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 He's probably one of those gay guardian hipster angels that says he has a black woman living inside him. Mm-hmm. And but also says I don't I don't see color, right? Oh yeah, yeah right. Yeah, oh, totally. God, I hate him already, but he is amazing. Yeah, he's amazing. Um, he also um, his name is Azrael, um, which is great. Which is actually my cat Mookie. When I first got him, that was his his first name. <laughs> so yeah, instantly, really I felt connected to the gay guardian hipster angel. Um, and the best is, so he comes back a few times because he's constantly there to be like, hey, I'm going to guide you. Hey, you have to go here. Hey, your time is almost up. And then my, my favorite, there, I have two favorite moments, actually. One is when he's like, hey, by the way, um, you should know something. I'm Gabby's dead son. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> that I is the way he says it. <laughs> that is the way he says, he reveals this to her is I'm Gabby's dead son. Yeah. He could have like eased into that a little bit. Right, right. He's like, Gabby's hey, son is on the roof. Yeah. So We're remember how 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 your friend Gabby was pregnant? Um, she did have that baby, and that baby was me. Instead of, I'm your dead your dead friend's dead son. <laughs> yeah. Sugarcoated a little bit, mm-hmm. Azrael. Jesus. And then the whole like he's all so I can help you, but I will die. But it's okay. <laughs> I really wish that scene had gone like Janet in the good place. Where he's like, no, 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 it's fine, it's fine. Please, don't! I have babies! Here are the pictures! It's okay, it's just the programming, just the programming. Do you think he was modeled on Janet? Uh, no, I didn't until this moment. Um, But the best, that's not even my my favorite moment of this entire movie, though. Because again, like, I was with you. Like, I actually welled up at a point or two, because I was like, damn it, this is getting me. Yeah. And then we get to the end of the movie where teenage Jennifer and teenage Gabby are like, we're lesbians. It's awesome. And it's great. And it's sweet. And they're sitting by the Christmas tree and they have their first kiss. And then the camera just immediately zooms in to a Christmas ornament behind them of an angel that looks suspiciously like a gay guardian angel, hipster angel that we've met. Um, and it cuts to his voiceover going, be brave. Love is love. <laughs> yeah. So you didn't die? Was that a lie? <laughs> did Asriel? you? I did he get reincarnated as the ornament? Maybe like oh that Buffy God. episode. He's trapped in the ornament. <gasps> <laughs> the ornament! 
Oh, man, like, I know this wasn't Hallmark, but if this was Hallmark, they totally would have released that ornament as a commemorative ornament. Oh, and I would have that? bought one for everybody. Oh, yeah, they still do that for movies. They still do, like, oh. the, here is the Christmas shoes commemorative ornament. I would love the gay guardian uh, hipster angel. Ornament. Who is your gay guardian hipster angel? <laughs> oh, who would be? Oh I think mine would be Michael Yuri from Ugly Betty. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I, I get the feeling mine would be more like um like Roddy McDowell, you know. Oh, I maybe. Can see that. Yeah. yeah. Like I it'd be like somebody old school that like wasn't that hip, but like, you know, get, gets me. And, but definitely like hipsters kind of model themselves after him too, like with the tweed yeah. and the style. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Oh, yeah, I but mine it. wouldn't good be time. like ironic. It would just be Roddy McDowell. I mean, my official guardian angel is Dolly Parton. Well, that's as, all of our dream guardian yes, angels. Yes. I don't think I'm worthy of being, you know, in that, her charge. But. That was on a Designing Women episode. I don't know if you remember that, but Charlene said that everybody has a guardian celebrity angel, and hers was Dolly Parton. <gasps> I was like, yeah, I want mine to be Dolly. She fitting. picked the best one. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, there's enough of Dolly to go around. I'd say. <laughs> Plenty. Yeah. I mean, she's Dolly. made like 12 Christmas movies in the last few years. So I know. Worry. Uh, number seven is our evil woman or boss character. In this case, we have one. Vi- we, I mean, we do have a woman yeah. perceived to be kind of the. We think she's going to be a bigger part of the movie than she is. Yeah, she plays a very small part. Yes, it's just a little uh, adversarial inter- exchange at the beginning, but mm-hmm. then she just disappears. She disappears just like any mention of Jennifer's career change does. Um, right. I did appreciate that she referred to. I guess Jennifer is supposed to be like a vet tech or a vet's assistant, and she calls her a dog groomer, which I found yeah. funny. <laughs> uh, number eight is our slapstick, which I would say that like you know a character getting hit by a car um, and it being played as like haha is, is yeah. that yeah um yeah but there's not that much like wacky hijinks so, so no yeah no it's um, played very straight and more there's some comedic moments but it's more like a drama this is yeah like right? there's a scene early on when jennifer first and again she only spends one day in this reality but like when Jennifer bumps into the guy that impregnated Gabby twenty years earlier, right? And it gets like it goes dark really quickly because like this guy suddenly is like, "Oh yeah, like fucking lesbians," and you're like, "Wait, what? what where, where are we? Where are we going with this?" Like, yeah, it's but it, weird. But then at first he's he's like, "Yo, I'm gonna put some baby batter up in that puss," and like it's really that's something else we need to talk about. I'm still not ready for all the swearing in Christmas movies. I mean, again, it's they because they have broken the Hallmark bubble. You, you, mm-hmm. And you have to, and you, there is still a Hallmark bubble. If you are not comfortable with these movies, you can go back to the Hallmark bubble. You will not have gay men kissing each other. You See, will not have that. lesbians sleeping in corsets. Uh, but, you know. See, I want, like, I don't want swearing in my Christmas movies, but I do want full on gay penetration. Mm. So I don't know. That's tough. I, yeah. I feel like. We are not. It, you know what it is. This is a, a conundrum that doesn't bother me, but I imagine would bother a lot of people. I like coconut and I like dark chocolate and I like almonds, but I don't like almonds in my chocolate. Ooh. Therefore, a Mounds bar is perfect for me. But what if I liked almonds in my dark chocolate and coconut, or what if I didn't? I, I wanted milk chocolate, but I didn't want the almonds. 
I don't have a way of getting that. Mounds are dark chocolate, no almonds. Almond Joys are milk chocolate with almonds. There is no place for that person that wants milk chocolate and almonds. You know? Oh, I'm so sorry. Again, no, it's fine. It's not me. No, I'm fine. I I have mounds. I mean, you probably did invent it or your people did. But (laughs) I'm I'm just saying, like, it's that kind of thing. Like, okay, you can have... You, you can have the cozy sweaters and the white people in a diner serving pie and having a Christmas tree lighting, or you can have the gay penetrative, penetrative sex, but you're also going to have a character saying fuck. Ugh, that is yeah, your almond and choice. your milk chocolate, and the dark chocolate is Hallmark, I guess, except you know, it's my, not because there's very few black, black people in Hallmark. You know, my great-great-great-grandfather, Fozzie, was walking down a hallway carrying a tray of coconut one time and there was another scientist carrying a tray of milk chocolate so i am partially to blame for this i see it i do see it Um, i'm so sorry it's okay i think you know what we need now is we need some wisdom which we usually get via our sage old person (laughs) does chris noth count as an old person i think he's supposed to be the sage old person here I mean, he's not young. He's He's, he's got to be, what, like in his 60s now? I guess so, but let me also say, mm. Foxy. Yeah, he's a Foxy. He's looking he's, he's so looking good. good. Yeah. Because yeah. I never uh, never liked him on Sex and the City. I never found him attractive. Well, I, I just like, hated the character and never found the, the character himself attractive. I thought he was fine in it, but yes, he was not. I was not attracted to him. Right. And I think, yeah, he was a great actor, great for the role. I just never saw the appeal. Some people Same. were saying sexy, never got it. Now I kind of do. He's aged in yeah. silver pops. Him with gray hair is very nice. Yeah. But let's. I always, tell, I always tell my husband, too, that he's just an investment. I'm just like staying with him until he turns into a silver fox because that's really <laughs> what I want. Yeah. So it's I'm just biding my time because I know it's going to happen. He's going to look so good. Why don't you I keep, mean, he's you handsome keep now, trying to scare but, him? Like, like, you know how, like, if you scare somebody, their hair turns white? <laughs> yeah, maybe I should. <laughs> You totally should. Um, so now, but so Chris Noth plays the priest, right? Um, who is only in one reality because in the other reality he was. Um, I like to think that he was actually like burned at the stake because they're like, oh, we we kicked him out of the priesthood or the Catholic Church because he was marrying too many gays. <laughs> well, it is Queens Catholics. They're notorious <laughs> yes. for tires. Yes. That's what it kind of seemed like. Like, oh, he was like down on the down low marrying a lot of gay people. So they, the church kicked him out. But now in in the um, Jennifer's sample reality, if you will. So he's still a pretty traditional priest. And I, I kind of like at first I'm like, oh, this is terrible. But then I'm like, no, I think this is that they've actually managed to make this into like an interesting conversation. Because, look, I, I grew up kind of Catholic, but not, like, nobody in my family believed anything, but we still had to do, we didn't go to church every week, but we did all the sacraments, so, like, I'd occasionally hear Catholic stuff. That's just being Italian. It, right. Very much, very much. And the thing, like, that I find interesting is is how how Catholic so many people stay, even when it's so stupid yes like and catholic in particular like there are aspects of like anglicanism and like some other forms of christianity that i'm like okay well like it's it's looser like it's it's more just about the teachings or about you know kind of the sentiment than it is about the specifics but like no catholic is very like okay on fridays we do, we eat fish and right. like all of these very much these things that you cling to that are just specific and 
ritualistic and all of and that. They, they say you have to drink wine, but kids can't drink wine. So we're going to give them so, grape juice. So they're going to pretend it's wine, but it's not really wine. Right, but then so you get aren't they wine. lying to Jesus? Like all these things. And you eat this cracker and like, it's, it's right. so much, so many rules. Like, oh, I, yeah. When I made my communion, I was so nervous about two things about um, like, you're supposed to have your, and they do this in the movie, in, in this movie. It's very particular. Like they explain it to you that your right, your left hand is on top. Your right hand is on bottom. The priest will put it in your left hand and you will take your right hand to put it in your mouth and eat it but you are not supposed to chew it so i was and then what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to let it melt in your mouth you go back you sit down and you say a prayer and i remember being eight years old being so nervous that a i'd mess up my left from my right and i'd use the wrong hand and b that i would choke on this cracker because you're not supposed to chew it you're just supposed to swallow it and like i usually i have a glass of water if i have a cracker what if i choke on it and die in church before i've made all my sacraments am i gonna go to hell that but i got through that and then I sat down and I didn't say a prayer. And I remember thinking, oh, shit, like, I- I'm not Catholic. I didn't say a prayer after communion. What do I do now? So all of this is to say, it's really weird to me that a grown, intelligent person, no offense if this is you, um, would stay in the Catholic Church considering all of the shit involved in the Catholic yes. Church. And, and it, especially a, a lesbian yeah, person, you know, yeah. or, or gay person who is just allowed to go. You can't take the cracker. You don't get any wine. Yeah. You can't do this. You can't do that because of who you are. But they continue to go every week and they're like, I love this church. Right. I love this church. I really wish you'd accept me. But yet I am. And and so I kind of like I kind of buy it to an extent because, again, like and I really appreciate that they do make Gabby very Italian. And it's even, like, a part of why she has this baby that in no way should she have had. Right. Um, and so, like, that, and even, like, what's going on with the Chris Noth character where he really is conflicted. Mm-hmm. And I think they play that well. What did you think of the um, very self-congratulatory but also kind of earnest scene where he, um, in front of the whole church, is like, love is love. <laughs> Yeah, well, A, let me just say, a surprise wedding is good for no one. Oh, that is Don't bullshit. Ever that is do motherfucking bullshit. That's yeah. right. Never do that. And it was a little awkward. Everybody <laughs> named names, <Right>? too. <laughs> like, you were <laughs> waiting for like, somebody, to, somebody to be like, to just like look at them and be like, Mom? Yeah, right? Oh, or it, it cuts to, uh, what's his name? Donald Glover sitting there and he's like Huto (laughs) (laughs) can we get you know Mr. Jenkins up here Huto anyway that's a 30 Rock reference that only I get and think is hilarious Um, but I do love that he was just like you know we want to honor all of our gay and lesbian people so Mark Johnson uh, (laughs) Jenkins and they're all just like oh shit my boss is here yeah right and and then it does end with and by the way jennifer gabby is gonna marry you right now kind of yeah. whether you like because you're right like surprise weddings in movies are a lot of times it's like hey we're having a christmas party no we're not we're getting married surprise which is bullshit because like i would have dressed differently but this is worse because it's like hey we're going to church nope you're gonna marry me what no you can't yeah. do that and I'm glad you hit the nail on the head. It's about the clothes for me. When I think about this happening, <gasps> yeah. oh my god, I'm I'd like, be so pissed. I would be livid that whoever did this shit to me wouldn't yeah. survive. I could never let them get away yeah. with it. And I'm Jennifer like, does even say she's like, I would have worn a dress. <laughs> yeah, right. Good for her. Yeah. for calling it out. I would be. I always think about that in horror movies too. Like in a horror movie situation, I'm like, I, uh, luckily they were wearing. You know, they're not wearing spats or something stupid where they have to run. Mm. Like they dressed for this. 
I always yeah. think of like Sydney in the first screen movie. She has her little sensible like coat on, her little yep. jean yep. jacket, so she can go outside and run there if she needs to. And she's in jeans and those leggings. It really works for That's her. That's smart. Yeah. Any anytime you're going to like, if you're a young person and you're sexually active and you're going to a party, yep. dress like you are going to be chased by a mask wearing stabber right because the cdc says that 97 percent of the times that happens totally yeah yeah just be prepared yeah and then anytime you go to church i guess you have to fucking dress for a wedding (laughs) you never know every time every time christ Uh, and especially now like because jennifer now has to live she makes the decision to kill um israel and go back in time and make a different decision so like now she's got to live every day thinking oh shit this might be the day of my surprise wedding right (laughs) that's a good point yeah (laughs) every day hey i know you don't know this but i know that you would if you had the chance do a surprise wedding at me so (laughs) i'm gonna pull some bullshit so i'm gonna be ready i know that it's regular sunday mass but i am wearing this fucking vera wang gown every (laughs) sunday for the rest of my life carrying a veil in her purse just in case just in case (laughs) boy sadly we have no santa claus in this movie which is very disappointing but now we go to the bonus round. So the bonus round where we have all these other little extras that come up in these movies. And a, a lot of them are here, but not all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first is public domain holiday songs. Maybe. I don't remember the music. Well, mm-hmm. I do, I'll do. i say in, in regard to the music, like I said before, there was music when there shouldn't have been music. And then there was no music when there should have been You're a lot so of music. Right. You're so right. The music was awful. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of it. Uh, there was ding dong, and there was a lot of like because now they they got around it. Like they were able to make the what is it diegetic music or whatever mm-hmm. when it's like that because they're in a church for a lot of it, and Gabby right. is a like a uh, choir director. So there's a lot of points where it's like the church is singing ding dong merrily on high. So let's all sing it. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. That was one of my favorite parts <laughs> when they do the wedding too, and it's very, and it's very, like, no, it's very stoic and beautiful. And then he's like, and now to commemorate this, this we're gonna sing our favorite hymn, "Ding On Dong, the- <laughs> Such a stupid. Well, like and like I don't know. Like I look, I love karaoke to death, but I you know, wouldn't want to suddenly have, like, a round-robin game of 12 days of Christmas at my wedding with everybody singing. Yeah. Maybe that's me. Maybe I'm not, maybe I'm classier than these broads. Um, the hymns are called, like, you know, Oh, Faithful Is He and Oh, How High Is He. Right. Can you imagine, like, going to a beloved family member's funeral and they're like, now to, merrily on high. to the afterworld, ding-dong merrily on high. <laughs> Ding dong, the witch is dead. Oy. Um, this does also have, I don't know about you, if you felt about this. Um, this movie had a, now one of my least favorite Christmas songs that comes up in all of these movies is Oh Christmas Tree or mm-hmm. Oh Tannenbaum. It's, a, it's public domain, so therefore you'll have it in every one of these movies. Um, this was the most uncomfortably sexy version that I have ever heard. I don't. I remember hearing it, but in what context? Jog my memory. Um, I think it's the lesbian love scene. I think it's when they are actually like making out in bed oh, in corsets, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, Christmas tree, yeah. oh, Christmas tree. Should have been called your Hanukkah leaves bush, are you know what so. I mean. That's the thing. I'm like, Christmas trees are not like. Um, and because even if you're like, well, Christmas tree, like you could say a Christmas tree is phallic because mm-hmm. it is tall and pointy. But it's not like I don't I can't find a way of working it into lesbians. 
but I swear, by the end of this song, I was like, whoa, Christmas trees are totally lesbians. Yeah. Like, I, it's, it's intense. It's very That's canonical intense. now. Yes. That is canon. We have to Absolutely. accept it. Absolutely. <laughs> Oi. Christmas uh, trees are gay rights. <laughs> specifically lesbian gay rights. Yes. Uh, and also, who goes to sleep in a corset? I don't know. I understand, like, this movie is also directed by a man, um, and men really like to have women in bed in sexy bras. I can tell you, as a woman, no woman goes, I don't want to speak for all women, but I'm going to speak for every woman I know, none of us go to sleep in sexy bras. No. Why would we sleep in a bra? Even uh, Cassandra Peterson, Elvira herself. Yeah. When she was at Horror Hound, remember, she will sign autographs in her corset for about three hours. Then she's like, fuck this. I am coming down as Cassandra Peterson, and you're going to have to deal with it. Yeah. Because it hurts. It's not comfortable. No, no, no. And there is no reason. No reason. Uh, All right. The next one is the cloying child who is often a cloying uh, cock-blocking child. But, yeah, we don't have any kids. Absolutely not. Not a child. Not a single little brat in this movie. Uh, also, no ice skating because it was probably too expensive. Yeah, uh, and it was July. <laughs> yeah, most likely, yes, yes. No Canadianisms because this is filmed in New York City. Yeah, this is at one hundred percent. Yeah, I recognize like locations, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, I've been there. I know that building. It's it was great. Yeah, they are in a New York subway without question. This is a yeah. real New York film. Um, character with a Christmas name, I would say Gabrielle is also the oh, angel, right? Yeah. Right? Yes, yeah. so. uh-huh. right. A cri- and didn't they say? I'm sorry. Didn't no, no, they no. say Azriel? Is that an angel too? Oh, um, yes. It's very funny. I should I should have known this because again, um, my my cat. This was his name when I first got him, and uh, so Azriel is the at least according to the first thing that comes up in Google, Azriel is the angel of death in Islam and some Jewish traditions, and is referenced in Sikhism. Um, Azriel is is a person or is a also can be uh considered a fallen angel no um i think mookie was named after the smurf villain uh that makes more right, sense right yeah knowing you okay i get it <laughs> no no, no it, i didn't name him this was before he was my cat oh, when okay. i inherited him his name was i changed it to mookie he wasn't really i mean i don't know that he's a mookie either but um yes I, so i think Azrael is it's definitely a biblical name Okay. And, and, but also religious and to different religions. Yeah. So it's definitely there. Because, you know, the main character was just Jennifer. Jennifer. It's not like no. her name wasn't Carol or, or no. Belle or... Jenny Jubilee or, or Holly <laughs> or Eve or, you know. It's, yeah. It's disappointing when they don't just throw a Holly at us. Why not? Yeah. I mean, it's a it's tr- tradition at this point. Yeah, it's not that hard. Jennifer. Jennifer. Yeah. Jen? No, thank you. And, like, also, you're filming a Christmas movie... And it's supposed to be December in New York, and your character goes running in, I think, like... Oh, no, it's not Christmas when she goes running, actually. But, yeah, the point is, they needed to up the Christmas content, and it would have been very easy to do that if her name was Holly. Yeah, that's all you needed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, Christmas tree lighting. We do have the girls decorating the lesbian mm. Christmas tree at the end. <laughs> yeah. I mean, is lesbian Christmas tree a redundant term? I think so now. I mean, all I can picture is Kathy Bates in a tank top chopping that tree down now. <laughs> Like, that's where every Christmas tree comes from for the rest of my life. <laughs> the patron saint of lesbian Christmas trees. Yep. Kathy Bates at a sports bra and mm-hmm. a tank top just hacking away. Oh, yeah. So then we have the um, inability to act with an empty coffee cup slash inability to fake eat on camera. Ooh. 
Um, there is definitely fake eating that is just not eating. Like there's seen multiple scenes around dinner tables mm-hmm. where the actors are sitting there like talking about food and there's this is one of the montages the camera moving around them as they eat the dad's like cooking and it's just them like putting a fork near their mouth and it cuts away and then it cuts back to them and they're chewing they're you know moving their (laughs) mouths back and forth and chewing and and there's that scene where their heads turn sideways and the fork just goes behind their head (laughs) i think they even (laughs) feed the dog like straight from the table like that's that's part of it which makes sense Oh, let me say, though, before I forget, the dad was really good. <gasps> the dad the, was great. Yeah, I agree. The dad who turned out to be an alive dad in the yep, alternate yep, universe. Yep. So good. Yeah, there and were... I, I almost thought, I'm like, is he a sage old person? But he doesn't, like, have to be, because he doesn't end up saying anything. Like, he's just there to be really supportive. Yeah, because there is the moment where she's like, you know, if what if I wasn't marrying Gabby and I was marrying, like, a high-powered attorney man? And he's like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. Whatever. Yeah. He's like, I just want you to be just happy. Just be happy. Yeah, which, which was really sweet. That's a very good yeah. point. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, let's see. The sprinkle sound effect. This movie does something really weird. So the sprinkle sound effect is that, like, you know, somebody walked by wind chimes and, and shook them really hard. And right. that is a sound effect that is cheap and easy to buy. And these movies use it everywhere. Yeah. This movie does something I have not seen done. I don't think it... I didn't, I didn't clock the sprinkle sound effect, but the opening has a sprinkle visual effect. Like she's baking, I think she's like baking cookies, I guess for Christmas. And the move and like the they do some kind of very elementary camera um like, you know, eye movie effect where it's like sprinkle frost, sprinkle sprinkle, but there's no sound effect. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Is this was this in the flashback when they were showing her as a young girl? Yes, yes. The oh, opening scene. okay. Mm-hmm. Didn't notice that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the careful balance of red and green in the costumes. I don't think this does that too much. Like, and and I kind of like that when they get married, um, Gabby's in this perfect, like, very to me lesbian pantsuit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and Jennifer is in this like red, like jazz singer gown. That yeah, should be like draped on a piano. <laughs> right, it's it's very Blanche at the rusty anchor. <laughs> but why not? Like, hey, man, she didn't know she was getting married that day. Why not? Right. Oh, I just happened to wear my most beautiful gown. Okay, I guess I can. Get Let me pull oh, it out of my purse. Speaking of the mother, I meant to mention this: the the her husband's mother, the one that's okay. the evil woman. She was straight out of Pose. Have you watched? Pose? I have not watched Pose. No. Oh my god, I can't remember the character's name, but I think it's the House of Abundance. <laughs> and she, if watch one second of her in that show, mm. it was. I had to look up. Because I, like I said, I was working, and I had to look up for my computer. I'm like, oh my god, is that from Pose? No, but they are exactly alike. They're very regal mm. black women who enunciate everything very particularly. <laughs> nice. She's great. So watch Pose, oh, yeah. and then watch the movie. So, so yeah, no, I, I don't, I didn't watch Pose because I years ago learned after many, many lessons to not give Ryan Murphy any more chances. 
But from oh, what I understand, that. he's not really involved in Pose anymore. Like, the day-to-day of Pose really was, wasn't so much under his control. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of Ryan Murphyisms in it, where Ryan Murphy has started to do, like, a lot of revisionist history, mm-hmm. which I'm kind of torn on, because some ways, some days, you know, it's great to see Hitler punched in the face for, as far as revision, revisionist history. history. Like, you want to see Hitler murdered. Like, that's kind of cool. But on the other hand, uh, some movies like this Hollywood show that he did that just kind of says we fixed racism in the 40s look at us we we took care of everything it's challenging it's great to see but also i don't know if it's right so i don't know what the right answer is and um he definitely does that with pose in some ways but also it's really sweet and really romantic and you're gonna love a lot of the characters one of the actors looks like somebody that tempest bledsoe would have dated on the cosby show (laughs) and i had a huge crush on him in the 80s yeah so you're gonna love it Okay, I'll consider it. I'll consider okay. it. Yeah. Um, that wraps up everything. I do want to bring up the one, the sole bit of IMDb trivia for this movie. Okay. Because I think it's really great. Um, the IMDb trivia, the only piece of information. First TV movie involving a capital lesbian who meets a guardian angel. What? That's the only that, <laughs> that's oddly specific. <laughs> because on one hand, I'm thinking that's very specific. On the other, I'm like, I bet there's something else that was done for TV at some point about the same storyline. Yeah, there has to be in the annals of history. <laughs> somewhere, somewhere I mean, deep in time, any woman who has a Christmas tree is a lesbian. So <laughs> if there was an angel, in the movie... it just seemed like a very bold claim for I am to be to take to be taking, and I, I wasn't sure if I believed the validity of the statement. Interesting, you mm-hmm. know, I because I, I just looked at the trivia when you said this, and there's new updated. <gasps> Ooh. There are two other things. One of them is the final film of Chris Truesdale, who died earlier this year. I don't know who that is in the cast. I think he was, I look, because I think they show it at the end of the movie, they say dedicated to him. I think he played the wedding singer. Oh, I don't know if that meant one of the guys that sang Five Golden Rings or like the actual wedding. I don't remember a wedding singer in the movie. Oh, gosh, he was young. He was 34. He's he's cute. Poor, poor guy. Um, so there's that. Sorry to bring that up and bring it, make it a downer. But um, the other one is the it's the first TV movie to use the F word. <gasps> oh. Well, I mean, first TV Christmas movie, right? True, true. I'm yeah. sure that like other TV movies. Well, because here's the thing. This is actually one of the ways you can tell. Um, because I watch a lot of Lifetime movies because I find them fascinating. And some of them are good. And some of them are terrible. And some of the terrible ones are good in their own way. Right. But occasionally, you'll be watching a, a movie on Lifetime and things will get bleeped out. And you're like, how How does that happen? Like, you knew you were making the movie for Lifetime. Why would you have even had a, the F word? And right. it's because they weren't made for Lifetime. They were made and purchased for Lifetime. So, <clears throat> asylum style. Exactly. Like sometimes they make yep. their own shit, but sometimes yes. they're just like, sure, we'll buy it. Like, yeah. Roma did that. Too. Totally. And the first movie I did this year, um, Christmas on Ice, which was aired on Lifetime, was that. It was not a Lifetime-produced movie. It was a Lifetime-acquired movie. Okay. Like, this movie is not... Like, whereas the Vanessa Hudgens Netflix movies are Netflix-produced movies, this was not. clear, Clearly not a Netflix-produced movie. This okay. was a, I, I'm sure, I mean, again, I didn't do the research on this. I am guessing by the budget that this was, this director made this movie and was able to sell it to Netflix. And, and good on him, mm-hmm. um, because I do think, and what I wonder too, is like, I wonder if he had this screenplay not as a Christmas movie, 
Like, if it was just going to be a straight, not, and I keep saying straight, but, like, a traditional, yeah. you know, love story or a movie about this woman, you know, kind of making this decision and all that, and was then like, oh, but if I said it at Christmas, I can sell it. Cha-ching. You know? It's like, it's in the old days of, I have a horror movie, I can't sell it, and I put boobs in it, now I can sell it. Right. Like, it's yeah. kind of this. It's like, ah, put a, put a lesbian Christmas tree in, then nobody yeah. will notice it's lesbians. Well, and you know, let me let me say too. It, I, I'm still of two minds. I don't know if I love it or hate it, but uh, and technically there were some some issues with it. But as far as the characters go, I think he's good at directing people. I'd agree. Might, yeah, because the interaction with Asriel and Jennifer when they first meet and he has the bike accident and they start walking, I really sense that feeling of like being completely honest with a total stranger yep. and we've all been in that situation yep. where sometimes like a total stranger you're like oh I can say whatever I want I'm never going to see them again mm-hmm. this is so freeing and I, I got that sense and I loved the dynamic between those two I agree. Um, so I can yeah. see him doing good things in the future yeah no 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 I'm, I'm totally with you on that I think that's that's a really good point and even like Jennifer I think we both agree like as an actress like she's not that she doesn't come alive she's not that interesting <laughs> But some of her scenes, and you're right, like the scenes with um, gay guardian angel hipster and the scenes with Gabby have life to them. Like she has chemistry with that actress and they play off each other well. And that isn't something that, I mean, that's something that is certainly based on actors, but is also has to be directed and has to be like caught correctly. Yeah. And if, if it is like you said that he just kind of made this movie and it was acquired by Netflix, if he made it on his own budget and with his own money, he was probably doing a lot. This director, I'm saying the director and the actor in the movie, he was probably not only directing the people, but he was trying to do the music. He was trying to do the lighting, trying to do everything. And maybe that's not his forte. And that's where I kind of fell out. The technicals of it took me out of the movie because I couldn't help but focus on them when I was watching it. But if he has some people who can actually do that shit and do it well, and he's just left to direct people and scenes, I think he's going to do some really great work. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. So what an interesting journey we took with this New York Christmas wedding. And I know we talked so long, but there was a lot to say. Oh, yes, no. I, I knew this This would not be, a, not, could not be a rushed one. This was something. And this is, these are the ones I love. I love, I, I love the ones that are just weird and, and go for something different. Yeah, and I always want a little bit of magic in the movie. Mm-hmm. Whether it's like we've talked about before with the ones that we've done before. There was like the uh, little... BB-8 doll that like made somebody tell the truth magically (laughs) or then there was the mannequin that came to life I want a little bit of magic Mm -hmm. in all of these movies to make them more interesting I'm with you I'm with you Uh, a little more little more magic and a lot more lesbian Christmas trees yeah absolutely (laughs) Kathy Bates (laughs) it's knocking them down (laughs) all right Fozzie where can people go to find you to hear your um see your Christmas decorating advice uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram. That's really all I, where I'm at right now. And it's Fozzie Bear, F-O-Z-Z-I-E-B-A-R-E, on both. I want to see you there. Hmm, very nice. Uh, okay, well, that was a New York Christmas wedding. I'll be back with somebody else next time. Uh, and until then, happy holidays. And uh, I don't know, I guess watch a moral of the story being never end a friendship if your friend might sleep with a douchebag that's that's yeah. fair
Yes. And as the moral of the majority of these Christmas movies that you watch uh, say, Christmas is the time you tell people that you love them. Aww. And I love you, Emily. Aww, Thank you I so much. I love you too. Oh, I'm going to go put a, a I'm going to go make my own Fozzie Bear ornament to hang on my lesbian Christmas tree so that it can <laughs> it can randomly remind me to be brave. Oh, good. I love it. Thank yeah. you. Happy holidays, everybody. Bye-bye. Sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you don't. Almond Joy's got nuts. Mounds don't. Almond Joy's got real milk chocolate. Coconut and munchy nuts, too. Mounds got deep dark chocolate and chewy coconut. Sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you don't. Peter Paul, Almond Joy's got nuts. Peter Paul, Mounds don't. Sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you don't. <laughs>